Good morning, this is Bryce Peterson, and this is episode 13, Actually, You Can. So over the weekend, I was visiting my sister and her family in Bozeman, Montana. And that was a great time. We got to see my niece show off her pigs that she'd raised with 4-H and got to hang out with just the whole crew and enjoy the clean air of Bozeman, Montana. There's a lot of people moving there and I can see why. Gorgeous area. The air just smells pristine, beautiful topography, and just a lot of fine folks up there in Bozeman. I was grabbing a mug out of her cabinet She's, she's got a bunch of really, really uh, nice ceramic mugs in there. A lot of them are, appear to be handmade. One of them had this very interesting saying on it that I just loved. It really gave me pause. It said, actually, I can. This really got me thinking. There are times in our life when we think, well... I can't do that, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. And within the, let's call it the framework, the framework of the church, it's all too easy to view how we live life as a list of, here's all the things that you can't do. You can't drink. You can't smoke. You can't do drugs. You can't engage in premarital sex. No extramarital affairs. No strip clubs, no pornography, no stealing, no violence, no hitting people. The list goes on. Most of those I'm sure you can get behind. <laughs> but maybe some of them you feel like, oh, I don't know about that one. Is that one really necessary? No coffee, no tea. Maybe those are the ones you're a little, little not so sure about. And then there's all the things that you have to do, right? Some of them may be equally not as savory. Like, you gotta go to church for a couple hours. You gotta have a calling. It might be a calling that involves your time outside of Sunday. You have a list of ministering families that you are exhorted to look after. You have family history work. And, well, if you're like me, all you do is feel guilty about how you haven't done anything like that and... Don't know how yet, despite having had ample time to learn. And you have all those free Google searches that you could use to figure it out. And then attending the temple, regardless of how close we may live, we may view that as, oh my gosh, I should be doing that, but I'm not. Ah. And the list goes on. Things that we can't do. Things that we really need to do. Speaking first of the things that you can't do... Actually, you can. Are we forgetting something here? We have this marvelous thing called agency. You can do whatever you want. Doesn't that sound insane? Now, if you want a particular outcome, there's probably a finite number of ways to achieve that outcome or to get close to that outcome. But if you don't have an outcome you're shooting for, you can do whatever you want. And at the end of the day, with rare exception, you've been doing whatever you want for your entire life. 
Yes, you always have. The perception that we can't do whatever we want is a feeling that comes from our thoughts. If you say to yourself, I'm not allowed to do that, then how are you going to feel? How are we going to feel if we think to ourselves, I have to go to work? No, you don't. You can call in sick. You don't have to, trust me. When I was a younger man, I called in sick all the time. In fact, on one particular occasion, see how old would I have been at this point in time? This was pre-cell phones being used by people. I was 16, working at Arctic Circle, cooking up those burgers and those fries. Mmm, those delicious Angus burgers at Arctic Circle. They wouldn't trust me with the shakes, but... My girlfriend at the time was having a birthday party and I was scheduled to work that night. So I thought, I've got to get out of work. So I did what any logical 16-year-old would do who needs to get out of work. I picked up the payphone that was in the school and I called Arctic Circle. And I said, hey, I'm sick. I can't make it in. They're like, well, can you try and cover your shift? And I was like, well, I'm going to try, but no guarantees. And I was like, okay, sweet, got that covered. Awesome. Well, when I got home from school that day, my mother says to me, hey, Arctic Circle called and said that they covered your shift. I was like, oh, awesome. Sweet, thanks, Mom. And I asked them why. I'm like, oh? They said, you called and told them you were sick. I told them you weren't sick. And I was like, well, thanks, Mom. Thanks for playing along. Appreciate that. So, I went into work that night. I don't know what happened at the party. Maybe they had some good cake. Who knows? But I was at work that night. That was an interesting experience. That was the first time I called in sick. And I used to, when I was in college, oh my goodness, I never accrued any vacation. I worked for a couple different transportation companies. I never accrued my vacation to anything more than a couple days because as soon as I earned a vacation day, I would always use it up and just call in. I developed a pattern of calling in sick every Friday. Well, that is to say whenever there was a Friday and I had a vacation day available to me, I would call in on that day. Or, heck, even if I didn't have a vacation day, sometimes I would do that too. So my supervisor says to me after a couple months of this, she says, on a Monday when I come in, hey, I uh, couldn't help but notice a pattern that whenever you call in, it's always on a Friday. And I was like, oh, well, thanks for noticing. Um, I will fix that. And how many years ago was that? Uh, probably 14 years ago. I have not had an unscheduled day off work in 14 years. So I used to call in sick all the time. And so can you. But if there's a particular outcome that we're looking to achieve, calling in sick might not be part of it, right? But you can still do it. If you go to work, you chose to go to work. You don't have to go to work. You chose it. That should provide some level of relief that, you know, actually I am living according to my choices here. You do have choices. You do not have to have the job that you have. You can have a different one. I've changed jobs before. So have you. We can do it again. So few things in life are permanent, right? What if you want to smoke? Can you do that? Of course you can. You are not precluded from smoking. Any of us adults can go out and buy a pack of cigarettes. 
but we choose not to. We are not forced not to smoke. I haven't smoked in many years. The last time I smoked, I was 11 years old, and no one other than myself convinced me to do it. And I knew it was going to be really difficult to get a cigarette, but I saw one laying in the gutter, and I picked it up, and I took it in the backyard, grabbed some matches, and I lit that sucker up and took a puff on it when I was 11 years old, and it was terrible. I coughed like crazy, threw it on the ground, knew that I would never do that again. But yes, you can go smoke. You can do what I did. But you'll probably be a little more logical about it than an 11-year-old Bryce was. But you can go do that. No one's stopping you. So yes, actually, you can. An interesting bit of uh, lecture I got from my mom when I was a young kid, probably close to about the same age of 11 with the, with the gutter cigarette incident. My little sister, a couple years younger than me, and my good friend down the street, my, my longest time friend at this point, still pals. Anyway, I was encouraging them. I mean, they, they had a little, you know, elementary school crushes on each other, and I was encouraging it. And there was lots of elementary school kisses going on, and lots of walks and stuff like that. His mother called our mom and was like, hey, you know, I'm not sure that this is necessary, you know, they're just little kids, they don't need to be doing this. So my mom approaches me to explain that, you know, pump the brakes, man, we don't need to be encouraging them, you know, that sort of thing. I say to her, mom, it's the 90s. Oh, uh, I remember the look on her face. I've seen it a few times over the years, but I remember it on this this particular occasion, it's the like, it's you know that she's loading up the artillery in uh, loading the ammunition into into the gun here. The cannon is about to go off, and it's a semi-automatic cannon. She's like, "Oh yeah, it's the '90s, huh? Is that right? Well, since it's the '90s, uh, why don't I just go and buy a bunch of alcohol and drink all that, and go grab a bunch of cigarettes and smoke them all? And why don't I go cheat on your dad while I'm at it? Since it's the '90s." that sound like a good idea? Oh, and why don't I just, why don't I just leave too? While I'm at it, I'll just leave you here with your dad. You'll never see me again. I'll just go do whatever I want. I won't be here. How about that? And I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> I was like, I think I might have just been put in my place, whatever vernacular I had access to at age 11. But I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I get it. I feel it. I got you. You're right. I'm less right. You're definitely right. So, yes, it all has to do with what kind of outcome we're trying to produce here. I can't get over how much I'm loving Alma Chapter 37 over the last few months. I just, I would almost say if there is a chapter in the scriptures that I had to pick, this would have to be the one right now. I think I could get by on Alma Chapter 37 for the rest of my life and nothing else. I really love what is pointed out here. It is as easy to give heed to the word of Christ, which will point to you a straight course to eternal bliss, as it was for our fathers to give heed to this compass, talking about the Liahona, which would point unto them a straight course to the promised land. For just as surely as this director did bring our fathers by following its course 
to the promised land shall the words of Christ, if we follow their course, carry us beyond this veil of sorrow into a far better land of promise. Do not let us be slothful because of the easiness of the way. For so it was with our fathers. For so was it prepared for them that if they would look, they might live. Even so it is with us. The way is prepared. And if we will look, we may live forever. Actually, you can. We can do this. We have agency. Thanks to the Savior, we get to make our choices and our outcomes are dependent on our choices, how we, how we show up for ourselves and other people. And this is absolutely rooted in our thinking. Our thoughts produce the way we feel and our actions flow from how we feel. And that creates new results that we have the opportunity to have thoughts about. CT far. Circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. It's the entire conveyor belt. There's going to come a time when our mortality is over. It's coming. We have no idea when that's going to be. But until then, until then, what are we going to do with ourselves? How are we going to choose to interpret our surroundings? What kinds of things do we want to create? What kind of a family do we want to have? What kind of contributions do we want to make? What kind of values, principles do we want to stand up for? The clock's ticking no matter what. And that's it for now.